the No Limiter Podcast, where we interview top business owners, entrepreneurs, and creators in every industry to help you set record breaking, breaking months. Here's your host of the No Limiter Podcast, Regina Eileen Woodard. You are listening to the No Limiter Podcast. I am your host, Regina Eileen Woodard. Regina Eileen Woodard slash Regina the Queen of Carlones. And credit, my co-host, Dr. Teresa Moore, is traveling at this time, so she's not going to be able to join me on this podcast. But I have a young gentleman that I have been wanting to interview for almost a year. I want to introduce to you all, Marlon Walsh. How you doing, Marlon? Oh, Regina, how you doing? So Marlon, you know, what you do is, you know, when I look at the business that you do far as Toro, mm -hmm. you know, you don't, you don't call it Toro, do you? No. So um, I, do, I don't call it a Toro business because Toro runs their own business. We are operating a business on their platform, essentially, as Toro hosts to typically do that you operate on their platform, but you're not in the Toro business. You're really in the rental car business. So I make, make that distinction early on. So rental car fleet owner and podcaster. The yep. name of your business is Rebus Shift, right? Rebus yes. Shift. Yep. So Marley, when I went onto your website, you know, I saw that you had serviced over 700 clients. Mm -hmm. Tell me about how do you service over 700 clients and have them completely satisfied and want to come back and refer people? I mean, that's the foundation of our entire business model is the customer service uh, model, because I think about like Amazon, Amazon services over a million or probably over 100 million people throughout the year. And they continuously get five star reviews. They continuously get repeat customers and long term customers because of them delivering a certain level of customer service. Like um, I was just saying say an example one time, actually, the mic I'm talking on right now, this uh, sure, my sure microphone, I ordered it off of Amazon and it was it arrived in two hours. Literally, from the time I ordered it to the time it arrived was it was two hours. And so that's the customer service experience that we try to model inside of our rental car business. So when we serve 700 plus customers, that's the type of mentality that we have. Fast paced service, making sure that it's reliable, making sure that it's delivered. So thinking about the vehicle, make sure that it's clean, make sure that it's there on time for the for the customer when they're coming to get pick up the vehicle. Make sure it looks like the picture that, that they saw like, and make sure that we're communicating very well with them. All of those things allow them to have a five star experience, what we call it. Basically, because I was reading your, your bio that you love. So you're providing the VIP experience to every client. Yes. And that's that's essentially how we do it. That's our main focus is, for, is trying to different, differentiate ourselves from other Toro hosts, from other rental car companies is by delivering a certain level of experience that you can't experience with anybody else. But how do you do that? How do you develop the VIP for every customer? Because I'm in sales and I sell cars, and, you know, and I say that, you know, which I do I try to provide everybody with that queen service or that if he's a guy, I try to give him the king service. But I know that at times it's hard. I mean, it is. It's hard, yeah, Marlon. How do you do it? Like I had to talk with my dad a lot. So I always tell him that um, I'm not I'm not looking to win the battle. I'm looking to win the war. So somebody may not be let's say someone isn't having the best time with your vehicle and they let's say that they want to. Uh, they, they would like for, to be compensated for that, for the, like the inconvenience. So let's say as one of it, one of our examples, somebody came to pick up the car, but it, it was picked up and it wasn't clean to our standards. And they have pointed it out to us 
they were saying how, how they were dissatisfied with it. We were saying that we were willing to reimburse you for that day. Like that there's probably like a one day trip. But the fact that we saw that we didn't deliver something to, up to our own standard, we were willing to like help them out along that way uh, because we understand that there's four, like we may have made like $40 on that trip. That $40 isn't worth somebody that may come back and be a reoccurring customer in the future. So the fact that we're, that we value them more than we value the money that they're going to give us on this one trip, they remember that piece. Like, okay, this company, they, they hold a certain standard. If they don't deliver on that standard, they are willing to like willing to go against themselves in order to make sure that they can deliver a certain level of customer service. That's our main model. So that's just one example, but we do that in many other ways, just within our just messaging, within how we deliver cars to people, how we make sure that they're all clean and pristine condition. Like those are the things that we do that separates ourselves from other people. Well, I like, I love that you said that because small business owners look at getting every, everything they can get. They're not looking at, okay, well, that might be a repeat customer. If you had a bad experience or something wasn't right, how do you correct that? And how do you correct that is giving them their money back or giving them a discount. But yeah. I commend you because when you give them their money back, that speaks volume. But then when you do that, what happens when you do that? When you give them their money back, just give me an example. Walk me through it. You just walked me through a little bit, but you gave them their money back. I mean, did they refer somebody? Did they come back? Or what happens after you give them their money back? Do they just go away and disappear? I mean, sometimes they will. Like, it's not, I don't really, uh, I just really look at it as more so us controlling what we can control. If we didn't give them a certain level of experience that we expect to give to every single customer, then we are going to take responsibility for that. And we'll do that in like the multiple ways, like you just said. One could be giving them their money back. Another one could be giving them, giving them a discount on their next trip with us. Another one could just be like us, like us going out and trading a car with, for another car. Let's say today, like that car, we'll go out and bring them another one. But always thinking about different ways to add value to that person who isn't experiencing what we are trying to deliver to every customer. And so, the more that we're able to do that particular. But the more we're able to deliver, deliver that experience, the more likely we'll be able to start getting those referrals from people like somebody somewhere saying something about us, whether we know it or not. Like I talked about Amazon just now. I haven't told Amazon that like my story about how, how I impacted them. But whoever listened to this right. podcast right now may say, you know what? Amazon d- delivers stuff in two hours. Let me go order from them. They don't know that I that I referred them, but I did right. indirectly because I'm right. telling my story. Somebody's probably talking about me somewhere else that we don't even know about. So how did you get involved in the automobility um, business? When I say automobile automobility business, everybody, everybody got to know that, you know, your business is taking less customers away from like an enterprise, you know, Correct. because of the personal service, but because of giving the money back and just treating them like VIP because, you know, a lot of people are not going to enterprise or, or hurts and all that because they're treated like they're treated like 50 cents. Instead of being treated like a diamond. Does that make sense? Yep. How did you get started in the business? Uh, so what, that made be- you do, what made you get started? Right. So it goes back to me um, doing podcasting. So I am a podcaster. We've been doing it for three years. Money Monopolizers podcast. We actually, in the beginning of, of our podcasting journey, we were doing real estate, me and my podcast co-hosts. And uh, we started, like our goal was financial freedom at an early age. And we started interviewing people on our podcast who were either uh, financially free already or on they were on their way to it or had a certain level of financial literacy that we could learn from. And so we would interview those guests and we started seeing that not everybody did, didn't just do real estate. Some people actually did businesses. We started interviewing people who did some, several types of businesses, one of them being the rental car business. And then in that interview actually gave me like a spark in my mind. I said, yo, 
that's not like something that we could do. Like I started thinking about myself because uh, I was actually in school at the time when um, we ended the interview. I was in, in college. And when I finally graduated, uh, when I came back home, I started, I told my dad. Where'd you graduate uh, So that was actually my master's degree. I did. Um, I got it from uh, Purdue University. Was, Wait, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Back up. Back up. How old are you, Marlon? 26. Okay. So 26. So back up. Tell us where you got your, your bachelor's. Tell you know, let, let's talk what you got. Cause you, you know, you, you savvy, but you, you, you went to college. So let's, yeah. uh, Let's dive into that. Where'd you go to college? Yeah, so I went to college, uh, Stephen F. Austin State University. That was in, I think I graduated in December 2017. That was uh, for engineering physics. So I was uh, three, I did went there for three and a half years, a 4.0 student while I was there. And I ended up graduating. There you go. There you go. Flipping real quick. 4.0. Yeah. So I was actually a 4.0 student every semester while I was in college. So where'd you get all your smarts from? You got to say your mom and your dad because they might see this podcast, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was just, I've always been very disciplined. And so anytime, I, anytime I'm assigned a task or anytime I have something I need to get done, I'm pretty, pretty straightforward. I'm going to make sure I get done to the best of my ability. So that varies in the way that, that um, works in various aspects of my life. So within the rental car business, as an example, or social media, whatever I uh, do, I try to get my best effort into it. So it was, I, feel, I always credited more so towards that than rather just being innately smart. I'm always willing to put in the work to do or to achieve whatever I need to. And it just so happens that that resulted in a 4.0 every semester in college. And so graduated from there in 2017. I went to Purdue in 2018 and I graduated in 2020 with my, with my master's in mechanical engineering. So what, what, what do you, how do you, how do you use your degree right now? I don't. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Straight up. I'm laughing because, you know, I don't have a master, but I got an associate's and a bachelor's, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, my, mine's in psychology, liberal arts, and sociology with my bachelor's, right? And I'm not I'm not a social worker. I, I was a caseworker for, for a few years, right? Then I got into sales, but I'm not using my degree. But sociology, you you know, that helps you be you know, you're supposed to be able to socialize with people more, right? Or you're supposed to be able to talk, whatever you do, you're supposed to be able to get the point across with that. But it's just funny how, you know, you go to college, you get a degree behind you, right? And then you become an entrepreneur, right? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> only, only, only if we, only if we knew what we knew, mm-hmm. we, probably wouldn't have, we probably wouldn't have went to college, right? Yep. And I would say, um, my thing is that everybody wants to put so much weight on co- on the college education as being mm. what you should be doing. But understand, I just see college as one form of education. There's many forms of education, and I've never stopped educating myself ever since graduating college. Most people actually do. And that's why they end up just doing whatever they went to went to college for, even though, even though they may not even like it long term or it may not m- match their goals. But because they stop educating themselves, they don't ever learn about any other routes to get to their goals faster. And that's kind of what I did back in 2018. OK, so what's one of the ways you educate yourself? Um, a lot through books and podcasts and also through mentors in my space. So early on, like I said, we were in real estate and that came from listening to podcasts every single day. That came from reading books about uh, real estate and just uh, continuously immersing yourself with people who know what you don't know. So and that that's really what education is for me. It's like finding like knowing what your goal is and figuring out avenues and vehicles in order to get there. So my goal is financial freedom. 
And so that means that I have different ways that I can get there. I can get there through real estate. I can get there through business. I can get there through stocks. Which, which vehicle do I want to pick? So start off in real estate, but now we transition to business and we saw what business can I get into? So then it was rental cars. Rental cars, who are the teachers inside of the rental car business that, I can, that can help me get started and help me continue to scale? So now those are the people that who will educate you. That's what education looks like now. What person in the business that you're in, what's your most influential person that you have, have met to this day? Man, most influential person in the rental car business at the moment. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it varies in stages because there's influence. I look at it as every you have different seasons in uh, in your business or in your growth and development. So in the very beginning, it was our our first podcast guest. I was shouting out Brian Robinson. That was my first uh, first person that even introduced us into the rental car business. Afterwards, well, somebody who really uh, inspired me to move forward was like a Matt, uh, CEO Maddie J. He was uh, someone who had like uh, really got a lot of vehicles in his personal rental car fleet. And uh, like he did, he was very successful in the business. Those two were very influential in the beginning. But now I'm at a point where I'm looking to uh, learn from people like Enterprise or people like Hurt, like companies like that. So those are like more influential now. And I'm like associated with different but you're taking well, their business. You're taking their business. What are you going to learn from them? <laughs> you so, are. You, I mean, you're taking their business. So what what are you going to learn from Enterprise or Hertz? What do you think you can learn? If you're looking to take somebody's business, who better to learn from than the person you're trying to take it from? Amen. Say it again. <laughs> so, say it again. You answered like, that one because I, I was hoping you, you had you had it on because I was hoping you would say that. Yes. Like um, if you, somebody has a model that's been proven to work for the longest time, why reinvent the wheel? That's one thing I'm very anti right now. I never like I'm not reinventing the wheel or anything like I did not. So why, if I wanted to become an engineer, I, I wouldn't start from scratch. I would go to school to be to learn how to be an engineer and then go do it. You don't yeah. figure it out all on your own. Just say I'm going to just go start yeah. do, do, do go through trial and error. And then yeah. all of a sudden I'm, I know how to do engineering. You go educate yourself. Same thing in this. If I want to run a rental car business, why would I try to figure it out all on my own? Right. That's not what you did in school. So why do you do it in right. business? You're going to model someone else. Right. So I, you can model someone else. Yeah. And you also can tweak it because you may have yeah. your own skills and ideas. Yes. But get, get yeah. the foundation from seeing what's already been done before and rather than reinventing the wheel for yourself. So what is financial freedom to you? Financial freedom is not having to worry about um, trading in your time for money, essentially. So pretty much having income coming in, whether I work for it or not. So that means that I shouldn't have to do anything for my income. My income comes in whether I go, if I'm going, if I'm asleep, if I'm on vacation, no matter what I'm doing, I can have my uh, basic, well, not even my basic needs, my necessities in life covered. That is what I consider financial freedom. And I, we actually talk on our podcast that there's levels to financial freedom. The first level is essentially having your base expenses covered for like your day-to-day expenses, like your housing, your car, all the, your current lifestyle. Then there's level two, which is your elevated lifestyle or your dream lifestyle. If I had to build out my dream expenses, like my dream house, my dream cars, my dream travel schedule, my like having a butler, having a maid, whatever that may be, having a housekeeper, having a babysitter, all that. That's level two financial freedom, building a lifestyle or no, being able to afford that lifestyle. Then level three is like being able to afford anything money can buy. Like if you want to buy private jet, a private yacht, your own skyscraper, like that's what level three is. So 
That's how you're working at level three. You're working to get to level three, right? <laughs> yeah, but level two keeps me uh, keeps me uh, motivated every day because I do picture us having that dream lifestyle, and I'm always continuously seeing that vision, and that's what usually drives me every day. It's level two. So, Marlon, what makes you happy? What makes me happy is really just uh, waking up knowing that I have an, another chance to do what I what I choose to do in life. Like knowing that I have a power of choice. Like I don't have, like I'm not doing anything that I uh, am being forced to do. It's just knowing that I'm living for myself. And that was one thing that I really had to overcome going from college and not using my degree. Because a lot of people expected certain things out of me. Like, okay, so you was a 4.0 student, engineering physics, mechanical engineering, You've been talking about you about to be this rocket scientist type guy, and what, what you're doing now? That's that's not a rocket. That's that's but a who car. Was that? Who who was talking to you about that? Who was giving you those words? Your parents? No. So it, I don't, nobody gave me that directly, but I kind of just I used to. Get, I felt like I was receiving those type of signals every now and again, like or and I think it was more so in my head rather than reality, because I think some people may have just been um, okay with me uh, doing whatever, but some people may not have been. But it, for me, it really doesn't matter. Because when I die at the end of my life, nobody is, they're not going to talk about anybody else except for what I did with my life. And so I need to make sure that I live myself and be able to impact the people that I'm meant to be here to impact versus worried being worried about whatever somebody else may think about uh, how I move, uh, how I move with my, with, my, with my life or within the time that I'm alive. So what kind of legacy do you, by saying that, what kind of legacy do you want to leave? It's pretty much leaving a legacy knowing that um, I influence people to be the best version of themselves. So beyond just rental cars, I'm very um, passionate about teaching people how to unlock the same type of mentality that I did. So going from trying to live for other people or trying to like not believing that you can achieve anything to being able to really do that. So I do it indirectly through teaching people about business you know, teaching people how to step into a the next level for themselves it's kind of it's difficult for me to explain but that's kind of where my passion lies because it can it varies based on a lot of different things like i can i pretty much like a coach in multiple areas like it can be business and personal development those, those are kind of the two that my two sweet spots so are you so you're basically coaching you doing personal development and coaching too so that- i've never done well not never but um i don't do like formalized coaching so every night i've done many different individual sessions with people where um, they are going through something and I'm able to like unlock a certain thing within them to like to snap out of their current way of thinking. It's really I'm very, very in tune to like the psychology of how people think and trying to get them to another level of um, just pretty much like an elevated, elevated level of thinking for themselves. Is that the physics side? Is that that's what it is? I would say it's psychology. I like psychology. (laughs) Okay. no, I, I, I love that because I'm sure that that's a that's another way of having passive income too, because mm-hmm. of your outlook and your thinking. That's a personal development. That's that's you being a coach. You're <laughs> charging people. No, seriously, you're charging people for that hour or that hour and a half or that half hour. And Marlon, they will pay it. They will pay it. You know that, right? No, I, I mean we've had it before. I mean, we've had it multiple times where people are willing to pay for for that. Now I will say. That's more of my passion, but I don't. I, I honestly don't care to have my income come from that. I, it can, but the problem with that is I have to continue to show up. It's now it becomes a I have to. Like I said earlier, my goal of financial freedom is to not have to do anything for my money, and so that comes through 
owning real estate that comes through owning stocks that pay that pay me dividends or that come or that I appreciate without me having to work for them that comes from owning a business not running a business that's a very big difference i don't like i want to be able to that money that i have coming in to pay for my lifestyle i want that to be something that pays for everything without me having to work for it then as far as being able to impact people that can there can be a charge for that just because of the time but that's not where the income will come in for me no, I got it. But just, I just, uh, the reason I'm encouraging, I'm saying that you want to just miss out on your blessing because, <laughs> no, seriously, because I mean, you know, if someone's going to pay you to speak or to be there or, you know what I mean? And they say, Hey, you know, I'm going to write you a $5,000 check. I need you to show oh, yeah. up in two hours. I need you to motivate these kids. So I oh, yeah. I, I, and I would love to do that right? too. I would so, love to do it. I, don't, <laughs> I would not mind. Be, I would definitely expect to be compensated for just for the time piece. Like I said, my time is actually the most valuable thing for me. So I will be compensated for that in the future. But at the same time, um, that's not where I'm looking for my income source. That's yeah. all. That's like the whole point, I guess. Yeah, but man. sometimes, and, and I'm going to get off of this part, but sometimes things drop in your lap. Oh, yeah. You never, you never anticipated it to happen. Right. And, you know, and, and you know, I believe in God and I, and I don't know whether you believe, I don't, I'm not trying to talk about your religion, but just how humble you are. So I know that you you worship somebody, right? Oh, yeah, no doubt. Okay. So my me saying that is don't miss out on your blessing. That's right. going to be that check that's come coming and it's going to be easy. And then when you, you know, you don't want to have to show up, your business want to run, right? But you, mm -hmm. your, all your business are going to run. And then that's going to be where you're going to have your speaking engagements. You yep. know, I see that because I remember, you know, on the morning meetup, you know, you and David, you you y'all got something going on or what? Y'all have this great relationship. I I, I wanted this is the eight month question I've been wanting to ask. <laughs> Are so, you guys tight or what? T tell me. I started I started in the morning meetup back in uh, December of 2020. So I was I mean I've been there for quite a while now, and um, when I first got there, I was the I the prototypical Rico. So he said Rico is his is his um his target audience. That's like his uh, target customer that he's talking to. I was the prototypical one. Like I was in between my job and I had a dream of what I wanted to do. And at the same time, I I was too confused. I had a lot of different businesses that were going on at the same time. I had I had a list of like twelve. <laughs> and at the end of December, wow. right, <laughs> rental cars was just one of like twelve. And uh, December, like the end of December, he did a, had us do like a year end review where he wanted us to re review the year and see what went good, what went bad and what was like something funny like that you that you wish you wouldn't have did. That's like I'm not doing that going this next year. And so I did that. Same, I did that exercise and I realized how and he had did multiple multiple conversations about this, too multiple like multiple streams of income was not the way to go because everybody had that misconception like i'm looking to get a, a rental car business i'm trying to get into trucking i'm trying to get into credit repair i'm trying to get into this that 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 and you are not focused on anything so nothing is growing you just have a lot of streams of work that's what we were that's what i was experiencing and i realized how foolish that was back then so that's when i locked in in 2021 i continuously told my story through content because i went to the, his content creation boot camp he's got to see who i was and that was where he uh, saw the transformation from me not even posting content to not telling my story about how I'm focusing and nice. graduating, like pretty much developing in that business sense. And so I'm like one of like a big testimonial for him at that point, like yeah. seeing me come in how I was to yes. how I am today is completely yeah. different. So that's kind of what where that relationship got fostered from. Are you in the 
market for a new or used car? Whether you're in the Metro Detroit area or anywhere in the U.S., call or text me at 248-301-0461 and I'll go to work on getting you the best deal possible. That's right, we'll deliver anywhere in the U.S. Call or text me at 248-301-0461. So in other words, when I ask you one of your one of your influential uh, people, he's probably should be one of them, right? Most definitely. So and it's just that's why I said it depends on, I guess, the field, too, because he's an entrepreneur. He was in the field of entrepreneurship rather than just the rental car business. So like I've had multiple mentors, multiple influences. And so like I I never claimed that I figured out anything on my own. Like a lot of stuff comes from. Re, find, by being resourceful and finding other people who can get me to the next level. I, like I said earlier, I'm not going to go to figure out how to do engineering on my own. I'm going to find resources. Same thing with entrepreneurship, same thing with rental cars. I'm trying, I'm seeking who can help me get to that next level. And so what, it was definitely one of the main resources. So what, what advice would you give someone that's um, 18, 19 years old and they follow you? Mm-hmm. What's some advice that you can give them to get to the bag or to get to get to their career without going through the bumps and bruises maybe that you went through? So without the bumps and bruises, first off, you have to know your goal. That's always first and foremost. You have to start off with a goal in mind. It's like you can't run a race without knowing where the finish line is. Mm. You, you have to know. Uh-uh. <laughs> Wait a minute. Like, I see it. Wait a minute. I see it. Right. But I don't know how I'm going to get there. Right. You're right. So, but you have to know where, where you're going first. Like if I, if I said, let's run a race, you got to figure out, okay, we're, I mean, we starting here and going to where the light pole over there, or are we just going to start <laughs> running randomly? Like we're going to end up in two different areas if nobody knows yeah. where we're going. Yeah. We have to know the goal first. Once you know the goal, then you can start backtracking and saying, what do I need to get there? Or who do I need to help me? Who can help me get there at that point? But you have to know that initial goal first. So uh, I give myself as, as an example to start breaking it down. My goal was to have financial freedom by age 32. I said that back when I was 21. So that's when I first made my first ever financial goal. Financial freedom and by like 10, or I was I was turning 22, 22 that year. So I said in 10 years, I want to be financially free. And at that time, all we saw was real estate. And so we said, okay, if I want to do real estate, what does financially free mean? My biggest uh, suggestion is to uh, be numerical with it. Don't just say a generic term like we did, what, like I did of just saying financial freedom. What does that number mean for you? So what does financial freedom mean as far as m- monthly income, yearly income? What does that look like? What is your, and so that, now you had to really start breaking down. What is that dream lifestyle? Or when do you consider yourself hitting financial freedom? At what number? Then break it down and say, how can I get there? And what are the vehicles that can help me get there? So that's why I said real estate was one of them for us. Running a business was another one. Trading stocks was another one. These are all different options that we had to uh, that we could pick from. And now it's about figuring out which one best fits you. Then educate. Education. If I said I wanted to be a lawyer, I'm not going to just jump into um, a law firm and say, can you hire me? I'm going to go educate myself first to be qualified to go into that law firm. Same. So it's the same thing with if you go into real estate, stocks, business or whatever else, you got to educate yourself first before you get into it. So especially at an early age, like this is the prime time for education is continuously feed your mind with how to perform at a high level in that in that field 
And then the most important thing is taking action on what you learn. Yeah, because what, what I find is, is that a lot of people think that, you know, when you get to, you know, where, where they, that people see you how you are, but mm-hmm. they don't realize what you had to go through to get where you are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they just don't understand the little things. And one key thing, what you said is the education, you know, and then, and then also getting in rooms, but not just getting in rooms, but find that more, that influential person, somebody that you can, um, that can help you. Cause why, why, why recreate something in my journey right now? You know, I'm looking at some people that I'm going to mirror, right. In order to take my business to another level. Cause I'm thinking like, I'm not going to recreate the world on that, even though I never did it. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to watch you. And then we got a relationship. I need to get on your platform. Right. To learn what you do. And so that's key. And anybody that's 18, 19, 20, or even middle-aged, grown, whatever you want to call it, needs to have that, that system that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it, it's no such thing as recreating. It's just like, I remember when they developed the, um, the Apple phone, right? Everybody started with Apple, right? People got Apple. Now you have different carriers that have Apple, right? Right. And so they didn't recreate and say, you know, Samsung, they got their own phone, right? But they didn't recreate and say, well, I'm going to just do a phone just like Apple, right? I'm going to get Apple onto my platform, but then I'm going to create a little bit something different that Apple doesn't do, right? So nobody out there is recreating anything. People are using partnerships, relationships in order to better themselves. What's the influential book that you have read that really have changed your life to this date? Uh, and that's that's a loaded question in a way, because I mean, I'm looking at my so when I look over here, I look at my bookshelf. I have a bookshelf of like 40 books. <laughs> I'm like, which one would that be? <laughs> so it really depends on the area. So is there any particular area that you want to talk about in regards to books? Because I, I really dive deep into uh, different ones based on I'm, like what the topic is. So good. Is. I'm going to give it to you. I got three. Mm-hmm. Podcast world. What's the podcast book? Because I'm going to take notes. <laughs> you got um, one over there? I would say it's a book. It's just a, the podcast itself, a social proof podcast. Like if I'm educating myself, I'm educating from listening to that podcast, social proof. As far as listening to how he interviews, yes. the different questions that comes up. That's yes. of course, David Shans, you mentioned him earlier, but that is somebody I love how he interviews. And so that really, if you have a goal in mind to be a great podcaster, figure out who do you like that does podcasting really well. Or that you yes. consider that does podcasting really well. Study yeah. how, and don't study what they're asking. Study how and how, how they asked it, and um, why you why do you think they came up with that question next, and why are they asking the questions that they're asking? Because typically, like David Shans as an example, he asks questions because he's thinking about his target audience. Yes. So you have to really it's it's being a studier of what they're doing of like um how they're doing what they're doing rather than just what they're saying. So I'm not I'm not I'm not listening to the direct question. Listen to how they're answering the question and the enthusiasm that they answer with and the why behind it. That's what I listen to. So it's podcasting. So that's the answer. <laughs> okay. So real estate. What real estate? What do you real estate? So um there's a, a foundational book on real estate. So uh, there's a company called Bigger Pockets, first of all. That's like the, the, the hub for real estate altogether. Mm-hmm. And um, they have a, a guy named Brandon Turner that was one of the hosts of the pod, of their podcast, Bigger Pockets. He wrote a, he wrote two books. One was um, the book on rental property investing. And then also he wrote he co-wrote one with his wife called the book on managing rental properties. Those two books are just like the grandfathers of um, real estate. 
as far as laying out the foundation and exactly the step-by-step guide to rental property investing and managing them, textbook. Like my current house today, the place I'm living in right now, if y'all are watching on YouTube, it's a house hack. So meaning that um, the downstairs that I, that I'm the downstairs portion is a four bedroom house, and I rent that place out. I live upstairs above the garage, and so I'm living rent free because the the rent downstairs pays for the mortgage. That's by way of reading books like that. That's 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 very smart. <laughs> <laughs> so I have no housing expense because of that. That's very smart. Auto. Mobility. Who influenced you to do what you do right now? What book are you reading or read? I haven't. I haven't uh, sought out books in auto mobility space. What I've so I educate myself, and it comes in various forms. So um, I listen to a lot of uh, whether it's not influencers, but I would say other people in the in the business. So I talk to a lot of industry leaders. So let's say insurance companies. I have in, insurance relations with some um, insurance brokers. Same thing with. Um, lenders. So I'll talk to different loan officers. Those are like my influencers in a way to where I can learn from like who they, I can learn from them as they talk about the people that they've worked with in the past, what that, what commonalities that they see between successful um, um, owners. And like that way I can start getting an idea about what we need to do. So it's not, I don't really read books in, in that space, but it's really more so of finding people who can help me out that have seen that are in the industry and know how to navigate it. Oh, wow. You know what? This is this is one of the best interviews I've had. And I say that is because the flow, I'm comfortable. And it's like you, you know, I've watched you. So, you know, this interview came at the right time for me because mm-hmm. I remember when I asked you, you know, I first initially, you know, went to you. I went in your, your inbox, your DM on mm-hmm. Instagram. But that's where everybody do right now. They don't get <laughs> my telephone number. They DM on social media, right? Exactly. And so when I originally... Uh, one of the interview, I was just in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And now I just, I really, I'm very thankful to you. I appreciate you because, you know, I, I had a chance to grow and just when you grow, you can listen more. Yeah. And, I, I know the feeling I can tell yeah, you. I've done yeah. this. I've been in the same space because yeah. we're on episode like 144 now. I, could, I, I, I really don't think that we got good until like episode. I don't think I got good until episode 90. Wow. Hey, episode 90, huh? Wow. But yeah, you know what? Nice. You were good. You just wasn't giving yourself credit. That's all. Because that's correct. what we do. We don't we don't give ourselves credit where credit is due. That's correct. I, right? To my, right? I was, yeah. Uh, so, is it, so there's levels to it. Because some people will say, no, y'all been doing great. It's to my standard. Like, because yes. I, I know that I have certain yes. stand, Like, I know how comfortable, like you said, the level of comfort. The level of comfort wasn't there until like episode 90, 91. That I, I actually remember 91s as being like my first breakthrough moment. Like, yo, something triggered. Like, I'm I, I'm flowing with this now. I can I can do this with confidence. Like, that's where it was yes. for me. Um, but yes. it, t- it just takes time and repetition. So the, yes. the more the more you do it, the better you get at it. Yes. And you know, the better the more comfortable you get, you get because it's having a conversation. Correct. You know? And and now when I prepare for the interview. You know, with the form that that the Eric is, which is my VP of marketing, he prepared, mm-hmm. and I sent it to my guests, and with them filling it out, I do my homework. You know, I just I'm so comfortable now than what I was in the beginning. Right. You know? And then also, you know, the, the the mastermind with David. You know, I mean that that was, um, you know, I'm just, you know, I just the great thing about the podcast that we had with the mastermind, 
is that, you know, we get to interview with him, but you, you can get interview with him anytime because of your relationship, because you were the breakthrough kid. You know, you hear me? You were the breakthrough kid. <laughs> and I don't mean, okay, let me say, man, you were the breakthrough young man, right? Mm-hmm. I just can't wait till I do, I'm going to do an interview with him. And then Myron Golden, he came on with, uh, in one of his masterminds, like yeah. also like he came on to uh, the morning meetup. And he said, anybody's mastermind, he'll do an interview with. You know, after we get to, it was like, after you get to episode 25, you know, <laughs> so they wanted us to be, uh, you know, the growth in order mm-hmm. to get that interview. And sure. I appreciate, you know, I appreciate that so much, you know, because who, who gets an interview like that? Who gets, you know, you can do a mastermind, but people don't actually, you know, say, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. So that's very appreciative. So one last, well, two last questions. One is, um, talk to me about a daily tool. What, what is your favorite tool that you have? That's probably ClickUp. So yeah, you said ClickUp. <laughs> I was trying to think about think back to yeah, ClickUp. So there's three different versions of that's it's a very it's a similar software to other two other ones. There's Trello and then there's Asana. All of those are like project management softwares that allow you to really manage your day to day tasks for your team. Like it's really good for team uh team management, and I like that because I'm very. Um, I'm very visual. So especially being able to lay out like a flow chart of how to do X, Y, Z. So I will say that's called our uh, standard operating procedures. Our, our SOPs are laid out inside of ClickUp. So if somebody wants to know how to clean a car, it's going to have the detailed spots that we that we go through as far as uh, making sure that you um, run the car through the car wash. And on the interior, you make sure you wipe down the interior windows, make sure you wipe down the um, inside of the cup holders, and just a whole nine yards about how to actually clean the car. Same thing with checking in a car. What's the check-in process? So these are the standard operating procedures that our business runs with. That way that I don't have to be the one to tell nobody of that. Somebody, you, re- you referenced so the manual. They can just see it. They can just see it, right? Correct. So think about if you work at McDonald's, or if you work at McDonald's, how often do you see Ray Kroc come in there and teach everybody what to do? Right. Ray Kroc was the original founder of McDonald's. You right. don't see him coming exactly. in there. He doesn't have to yeah. because there's a system in place that teaches them how to do it without them having yeah. to do it. Well, he yeah. had to be there. That's my yeah. goal for any business that I run. That's why I say I'm trying to own the business, not run the business. Because if I if I can create a system that people know how, that can teach anybody how to do it, I don't have to be the one that's there doing it because anybody can do it at that point. Mm. So let, let's talk about last call. Let's talk about the podcast world. Yep. You've been doing podcasting for three years, right? Mm-hmm. Give me some advice on some things that, what are you doing? What's some things that you're doing that you can share with me? Because you're young. I mean, I love your energy. I love your flow. And, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm asking, I'm asking because I'm going to take some notes. <laughs> right. No, I love it. So um, my biggest one that I've learned is being able to listen instead of being, waiting for my next response. That's something I did a lot in the beginning is I already have my next question lined up. So what happens oftentimes is that so your guests would say something that um maybe a, a whole thing that you can lead like you can c- continue that conversation for but you've been thinking so much about your next question that you just ask it and instead of even commenting on what the guests even said and so it's not even a conversation no more now it, is, it does feel like a, a straight up interview where i'm just yeah. going down a list of questions and i mean in the beginning we actually had like we did zoom and we did no it, we did um skype we had a list of questions on our screen and we just pretty much read off versus now where we just are we're actually in person most times now and we just have a conversation that makes and so that's why i said i i look at who is doing what i want to do and especially when i'm trying to up level myself 
when I saw the social proof, I didn't see a list of questions up there. I didn't see him asking a list of questions that he had on a script. I saw him having a conversation and yeah. that was what motivated and inspired me to say, let me yeah. work on that. Let me learn how to listen. Let me to focus more on responding rather than react like um, having my preset list of questions. I don't need a preset list of questions. I want to listen to what they're saying and build a conversation. Because I, when I talk to somebody on a, on a regular basis, I'm not going with a script, but we can still have a, a very, a very good conversation because of just being a being a good conversationalist. So it's just learning to do that more more um, often by just repetition, whether it's on a pop, on or off the air. And so that's really, that, that's the best, best advice I can give because that's what helped us out tremendously in regards to being able to have a better flow of conversation. A lot of people right now have gotten educated with this podcast. And, sure. um, you know, they, they, and the reason, you know, I, I really believe we had conversation, you mm-hmm. know, we talked because it, you said one key thing that just, oh my, it just, it hit, it hit home with me, right? So you are, you are dead on, spot on. Anything you do, when if you when you get your nervousness out and you ain't got to worry about that next question, you just have conversation, then you know that you you have almost mastered what you've been doing, mm-hmm. right? That's it. Uh, it comes because to repetition. You can flow. You can flow. Repetitious, yeah. repetition. Anything you do. So, what what's the last words you like to leave with us? How do they reach you, or they want to rent a car from you, or be a part of your VIP experience? How would they do that? So I got two different things that people can tap into. If you want to just be one, one of our customers who rent cars from us, and we first of all, we're in Houston and um, we are looking to expand. But right now we are based in Houston. You can go to uh, www.rebusshift.com. That's R-E-B-U-S-H-I-F-T, or Shift. And then also, if you're looking to learn how to start your own rental car business, whether you're looking to start or scale it, we have uh, sir, we have different, uh, different officers that we can provide to you. Um, off of rebusolve.com so r-e-b-u-s-o-l-v-e.com so there's rebus shift for uh, customers and rebus solve for people who are looking to learn how to do what we've what we've done rebus solve right yep and rebus shift wow that's correct so two hours ladies and gentlemen i want to thank you for listening or if you're watching the podcast thanks for watching and uh we'll see you next time thank you Marilyn. thank you Thanks for listening to another episode of the No Limiter Podcast with Regina Eileen Wooder. Remember to subscribe and review the No Limiter Podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcast and the No Limiter Podcast YouTube channel. Every listen and review helps to get this podcast out to as many no limiters like you as possible. 